0: Welcome to the Pocha Podcast at the intersection of brown pride and assimilation. I'm Kat.
1: I'm Charlene.
0: And Charlene, for the, I want to say it's April, but we're kind of in May, Weedy Weedy. Mm -hmm. We've both been through some doozies and lived. Mm. Sometimes they're horrible and sometimes they're, you know, pretty easy and mutual. And for this Weedy Weedy, we're talking breakups. Breakups. Breakup to To make up. up. That's all Okay. we shouldn't sing. Yeah, that's all we should ever sing of that song. No. <laughs> so breakups. And I, I told you this earlier, but this could really be several <laughs> two-hour weedy-weedies on just different aspects of breakups alone. Oh,
1: yeah. Totally. And
0: the notes that we both brought with us <laughs> were kind of different, but they crossed over. They were different. In some respects, they were different. Yeah. And and I will say that I when I was thinking about breakups, I totally went team dramática because <laughs> all of my notes were all very like in the emotional turmoil of it all, like um, going through it.
1: I was in a shitty relationship for sixteen years. Team Amantate award.
0: <laughs> yes, you're welcome. <laughs> So we traded places, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finding that we're trading places more often. I might yeah. just give you my jersey if I could have yours. Yeah, we might have to trade. We might, mm. it's fine. So when we are in the throw of the breakups, there are times where we are a wantate and sometimes we are dramatica. Fair. And I really did feel in the in the pool of the emotions. Mm. And it's because when you know, one of my last breakups before that really did throw me for a loop and had me in all my feels. And so whenever I hear about breakups, I go right exactly back in the eye of that hurricane wanting to curl up in in a ball and cry.
1: Oh, that's rough.
0: So yeah, I'm team Dramatica all the way on that one.
1: I, interestingly after, so I really, I was in a relationship from the time I was 14 uh, through like 32. Woo, I know. And uh, but you're only
0: 37. How is that how the case? How is it possible?
1: Mm. I mean, it, it, I had been with him for longer than half my life at the point when we broke up. And that was a lot, right? Like I was 14. It's crazy. Right. So it was so emotional and so devastating that then there were a couple relationships in between that I was like, bruh, fuck you, bye. I don't give a shit. I don't even remember your name. Bye. I <laughs> like, <laughs> You're calling this a breakup? Uh, (sighs) Boo. No. I've had eggs sit on the counter for longer. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. Hi. Don't talk to me in public, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There was just this like raw, I'm not going to get hurt again energy that was probably not very healthy for the people that were involved that weren't me.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, and sometimes that happens, like when you have had that kind of Emotional mm-hmm. sinking of a ship mm. bouncing back from that and, and you were admittedly a black hole when I had first met you like oh, yeah. your soul was like I will eat everything in my way mm-hmm. but so to that end we did have some, some different um, notes but they do overlap and one of the things that did overlap for, for us is the other than the actual like you're in a physical or emotional relationship with another human being in a very personal way, there's also the different types of breakups that we might have in other lives, right? Mm-hmm. So let's get to it. The first thing for you was very visible celebrity like breakups. Oh, yeah. So your notes were all about things that I didn't, I wasn't even thinking of or considering. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Famous so, breakups.
0: Famous breakups. Yeah. So I was going down the list of
1: like everybody. Well, it seems like there are a large body of humans that are invested in these relationships and then breakups. Mm -hmm. So thinking about people like Kim Kardashian and then Kanye. that's very public. It's all in the media. It's all in the news. Every conversation, side eye, it's all captured. The kid, it's a whole thing. Um, Then there's Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, which leads us to Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande and then like a billion other exes that he's had. There's been uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, which was a big one because, oh my like, God, yeah. the billions. What happens to the billions, right? The whole, like, she gets half. Well, she's giving it away, and I love it. Um, it's it's very interesting to me, the money piece. That's the investment in the attention there. Um, there's Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck, which then leads us to J-Lo and Ben Affleck, and then J-Lo and P. Diddy, and then j went J-Lo and- back with Ben Affleck, and then J-Lo and Derek Jeter, and then... a rod and then a rod and cameron diaz and then brad pitt and angelina jolie that was a big one too. everyone was very invested in the children right like supposedly people were very concerned about the welfare of the children what was going to happen to them um what about here's a throwback madonna and sean penn oh my god that is a throwback right i forgot that they were even together totally forgot uh what about demi lovato and wilmer valderrama
0: They were together.
1: That's what I said. Okay.
0: Admittedly, like some of these relationships that you had sent in the notes, I was like, first I had to look up who the fuck Pete Davidson was. Stop it. I, I kind of knew who he was, but Mm. I didn't realize that there was some togetherness that happened with him and everyone's. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I finally checked my email and I figured out that he had asked me on a date. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, he was
1: in my DMS.
0: And then I see him and I was like, but why is I his know. personality spectacular
1: he's Does got he a tell a he's, good joke. He's got a shiny nine personality
0: apparently i guess so like wow and you know and i will say humbly i am not a 10 on anybody's scale Maybe except for oh. our executive producer. But, you know, who so who am I to judge on Pete Davis? But I really did look at him and was like, Wow, what what is the attraction? What is the magnet on this?
1: But that's the point of these these celebrity relationships, I think, is that we get to judge. You get to pick a side that you're not emotionally invested in. You get to judge all day. You get to talk all the shit about the outfits and the bounce backs and the like all of it. You just get to judge.
0: I think I think we have seen progressions of the amount of um, the amount of social uh, capital that your relationship plays mm. in your career. Fair. So yes, there was some of that social capital back in the day, like in the golden years of Hollywood, when it was like Marilyn Monroe and mm. you know who she was, like Jolton Joe uh, Di- DiMaggio. So yeah. there is some of that, but now I think it's escalated because there is so much social media, and so the relationship is just as much social capital as the breakup is social capital. Right. I'm saying specifically for the Kardashians because that's their mm-hmm. whole celebrity is built on not what we do, but who we are. Fair. But, yeah. So
1: here's another um, one that made me go like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Selena Gomez and the B oh and all the songs that came after that (laughs) yeah it was like the muse for a whole oh yeah several albums Uh uh-huh oh wow okay that's some inspiration and then another throwback which I don't think I remembered until I read it again and I was like oh my god yeah uh Antonio Banderas and Melanie Griffith oh snap that was a while back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I'm going through all of these and I'm like okay and why do we care who cares because again partially it's the judgment thing and you get to sort of you know pretend you were in on the whole situation but why do we care so much
0: okay one word it's german and i only knew this because of avenue q okay schadenfreude Mm. which is which is um (laughs) a person getting um, enjoyment out of someone else's displeasure or situation or whatever. So us getting some kind of pleasure out of someone else's pain in a breakup.
1: Translation misery loves company.
0: Translation misery loves company. <laughs> and it's it's so true because sometimes well shit at least my breakup wasn't as bad as mm-hmm. or you know all of the things. And we do make judgments on Angelina and uh, Brad and are the kids safe? Sure. And with Bill and Melinda, like who's getting what money? Not like are they in a good place? Mm-hmm. But right? How is the split going to come down at the end of the day with their bank accounts? Mm-hmm. And it, it makes, makes us feel feel better about our our breakups or you know. Chosen, mischoosing of a partner <laughs> all of mis- the, <laughs> that's a nice way of saying like oh I should I should had some bad tequila that night
1: no totally it we want to see how other people are handling it to be like oh wait where on the line do I fall in this like have I done that is it screwed up and do I relate or am I on the other team where it's like oh yeah I can walk away with integrity and my head held high all the things right so we want to be We want to side up with whoever we feel is the right party in the situation. And also it gives it this, you know, if you have uh, Angelina Jolie, beautiful, lots of people are in love with her. She's gorgeous. All the things. Madonna, same thing. There was a time where she was an icon, all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Cameron Diaz, same thing. Then all of a sudden they're going through a breakup and it's like, oh, they're regular. Mm -hmm. They're just people. And I, okay, so I feel better about myself again because they're just people and they're going through things that I've gone through and so I can relate.
0: Not just people, but also listening to, especially now, again, with the advent of social media and all the things that we are privy to in a couple's life, Mm -hmm. their dirty laundry is aired. Yes. And then you can feel better about, oh, well, at least I'm not them who, Mm -hmm. you know, had trysts with every neighbor on the block or whatever. Not judging, but... You know, there are dirty dirty laundry that we are privy to that makes us feel better about the things that we have gone through or the reasons that we've had breakups.
1: And it's easy to get obsessed with the personal business of someone that you don't actually know but it might feel like you know something about because then you do you feel like you're there's this investment in their life that you are I have all their albums or there's Mm -hmm. a poster of them on my wall or like I just watched six of their movies and it feels like I know them and now there's this thing they're going through and I'm going to be right there with them.
0: Right. And if, if the breakup is terrible, you can now with cancel culture, like, mm. oh, I'm I'm totally off, you know, Pete Davidson or whatever, because or that that Bieber breakup was so bad that I can I'm the cancel culture. I'm never going to purchase anything from him again or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Like when Ron DeSantis broke up with logic. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough one. Still. Poor Florida. Oh. Poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> Well played. (sighs) And then, you know, so it it makes us think about our personal breakups and, like, how we have handled them and how... I mean, sometimes I think there's a maturity that comes from it where, you know, a while later you can stop and say, dang, maybe I should have done this or that and the other. Maybe there was a better way to handle the things. Or, you know, I was... Yeah, I, I handled that the right way. I can still see the person in the grocery store and give a nod or a hello and how's your mom and all the things. But how did you handle it? Uh, it definitely made me think about some personal breakups.
0: I, I, w- I did say that I was devastated by one. And I have been on the other end of being the devastatee in breakups. Yeah. And that doesn't always feel good. Um, some of the breakups and I'm, I'm, let's see how to put this best. I'm happy that some of the breakups were not in the current city that I I live in, only because it's, you had mentioned just now, like, oh, if I see them in the grocery store, when I lived in LA, the chances of that happening, right, very minimal. Yeah. Where we live now in Southern New Mexico, Mm -hmm. absolutely a possibility. Mm
1: -hmm. Totally.
0: So, yeah, that is a very real thing for us here, and I have not always been... On the just end of a breakup,
1: fair. And, and, you know, and I've handled it differently. Like, there's been times that were just a series of evenings of crying and the whole stereotypical eating a pint of ice cream and, you know, doing all the things to just be in my emotions. And then there's been the, um, we're just gonna go to the bar and take shots and just see what (laughs) what happens right like let's just drink ourselves silly and figure it out um the worst though the worst thing I think I've done um is the part where you continue to make excuses to go see the person because Uh. you feel like If they just knew my side, if they just understood where I was coming from, then everything could just be fixed and this could just be all right. So I just need to go like plead my case and they're going to get it. So like this fucking uh, piece of tinfoil that was from (laughs) the leftovers on our first date, I'm going to go take it back to them because surely they need it. And then that's going to be my in to a conversation about why I'm right, and they just need to see my way.
0: Interesting. Okay, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever done it. I've been on the like, um well, if they only saw me now. Ooh, like, uh
1: huh. Oh, the revenge. Yes,
0: and and f- so what? One of the things that I wrote down was the stages of grief, and mm. I had Venganza on there like several <laughs> times. <laughs> Because there's supposed to be seven stages, you don't always go through them in order. And for me, I'm like, oh, but you repeat some of them. So there's like sadness, there's anger, there's venganza, and then you go Mm. back to sadness, and then you go back to venganza, and then you go back to denial. You know, like it's. But venganza was in there several times, because and one of the things that you wrote was, is that a stereotypical like you you wrote stereotypical crazy. Oh yeah. So then there's
1: like the Latina. Right.
0: breakup. Mm-hmm. Which is what I was thinking of with the Venganza mm-hmm. Sh- mm-hmm. shows its head. Yeah. And how much of that is a stereotype?
1: Sure. So there's the, you know, I'm going to just return this sweater that they had from high school, even though it was 30 years ago, because they surely need it in their closet, just so we can have a conversation. And then there's the Um, I'm going to go to their house to slash their tires and carve my name into their (laughs) car uh, with the key. So, you know, there's that. Uh,
0: And I have been a part of venganza schemes before. (laughs) (laughs) It was in high school. The statute of limitations has now passed, and it was in a different state. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, the stages of grief are a very real thing. Oh, yeah. And we do go through uh, like a circle of them, like you don't necessarily get out of them. And they're not always healthy with your coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And at what point do we get out of that? Like, are you ever, I know what your answer is going to be. Are you ever out of the stages of grief of of a relationship? And you're like, abso, fucking lutely.
1: Okay, but interestingly, because I was in such a long term relationship and it was really terrible, Um, there were a lot of things that I still fight uh, that became a pattern of behavior for me. Um, For example, constantly feeling like the other person was mad at me and like I had to be sorry or apologetic Mm -hmm. or like try to make things right. Like I was responsible for their happiness type of thing. I still find myself doing that sometimes and I have to like okay, we're not doing that, this is not, you know, um, about me, it's, I, I get to have agency over my own person, and so do they, and I have to remind myself of that, because it became, um, it was so frequent that it became just a part of who I was, which is really hard to separate from sometimes, so there's that, um, it, like, it it can change who you are as a person on some level which is and again I was very young and there was a lot going on but um there's also like the venganza you're talking about I definitely think like you're saying let it go but I definitely think there are some pieces of my life where I'm like if I've had the shittiest day and it's just been so hard and I'm like what the fuck am I even doing with my life right now and then I'm like you know
0: who I'm better than (laughs) that guy (laughs) that guy (laughs) so you know there's that I did have to um, so I felt like I was getting into a cycle of better than and if you only saw me now and all the Mm. things Um, and so I really did have to be very cognizant and was like I'm blocking not because I hate you not because or not Mm. hate but not because um, I'm, I'm looking at you or wanting to see what you're up to, but I want to pull myself away from you need to see where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And that, that, was, that was like one of the, and this was from that really shitty breakup that I had, and that was such a big deal for me to do where it was like I don't have to show my worth to someone else right. even after they've, they've lost and lost out on the person that I am and could be
1: when that stops being the measure of your worth. Yes. Uh, that's that's a big turning point. That that yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was at the beginning beginning of like really social media. So everybody was not that oh, we yeah. don't post our shit on there now, but it was just so new that every toenail clipping and you know laundry day you were posting everything about. The
1: status change. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The relationship status.
0: So yeah. That part,
1: I'm not gonna that lie. Part. I still go into that whole like, did you see who's who put that they're in a relationship? Oh, no, <laughs> I'm still about that. <laughs> not gonna
0: lie, I'm about that. If I'm looking at people that I need to know, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. how many status changes have you had? What are the pictures? Mm-hmm. All the things. Oh yeah,
1: mm-hmm. they took the other person off of their profile
0: pic. Mm-hmm. Not and not gonna lie. Sometimes when I'm looking, oh, how's this family member doing? Oh, status oh, yeah. update. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm but part of that part of the stages of grief and i don't know if you've ever heard this before i laugh at it because you know it's not a healthy coping mechanism but the best <laughs> way to get kind. the best way to get over someone is to get under someone
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's real because essentially it's a distraction of the most brute kind like yes. a physical distraction is very powerful yes but momentary I mean, it depends on the distraction.
0: <laughs> you're like, what kind of people are you dating? <laughs> it's uh, momentary. Let's have a conversation.
1: No, it's true. It, it's Because then, you know, if, if that's your distraction and you're just like any coping mechanism, um, there comes a point at which you're not healed if you can't stand to be alone with your own thoughts or your own mm. emotions because it's hard again. I, no pun intended, but yes, I, I definitely <laughs> think... Um, momentary, and and you've got to do the work to get through the shit, right? Like, what emotions am I dealing with, good or bad? Like, I'm so excited about that breakup. Okay, why were you with that person (laughs) if you were so happy? Uh, And or, you know, I I know for me, at the end of the really long relationship that was a divorce and all the things, it was definitely the the turning point for me was to start asking myself, uh, it was easy to be angry with him and be very... Um, blaming and shit-talking and all the things, when I finally started asking myself, why did I think I deserved to be treated that way? Everything changed. And it took me a long time to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But when I did, it really changed how I was able to move forward.
0: I think the, the same thing happened for me, but in a, in a different way, it was like, no, but I'm worth it. I'm worth the... Mm-hmm work yep and that was a turning point for me yeah that was a huge turning point for me because and the other thing was if I can come back from that there is nothing else in a relationship that's going to break me Mm -hmm. like that broke me and I can come and go and really like what we're not going to work out okay I know I'm worth it and if it's not you who's going to do the work I know someone else will
1: sadly I feel like and my husband knows this and we have this conversation um not often, but sometimes, where I I say it's really sad to me that I will never love someone in the way that I loved in that first relationship again mm-hmm. because it was – I didn't put myself first. I was not the – it didn't matter if I was happy, if I was cared for, if I was – um in a place to grow as a human, none of that mattered. It was that person's happiness that mattered only. I will never do that again. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of sad because I do feel like there might be people out there in the world who are deserving and can handle that with responsibility and it would have been fine. Um, Now, you know, there's this maybe thought about, oh, this unconditional love. My husband will tell anybody. He's like, oh, there's fucking conditions. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: every day there are conditions to this shit so two things on that one for the unconditional love piece like like what I tell my partner is like I will always love you that is undeath I don't it does if our relationship falls apart today I will always love you I will not and cannot commit to always being in love with you and those are two very different things for me and I mean as as I presume that they would be for most people Hmm. And if anything ever happened in that relationship, it would be like, I will be mad at you, or we can have a mutual disagreement, or we can be all of the venganza going through the stages of grief, but I will always love you. And I think, and this is the second part, if it wasn't for that first relationship where you loved in a way that you will never love before, you wouldn't be where you're at no, loving no in this more healthy Absolutely. way.
1: Yeah, for sure. and. Yes, that's so true, and I, you're such a mature human, and I love that you are so much more evolved than me. I think that's why you're gay, and I'm not, because it's an evolution (laughs) of humans, and that's fine. I accept my plight in life as a straight person, but it's, uh, I do feel like there's, this beauty that you're like, I will always love you. I'm like, fucker, you know, when I said till death was part, I meant you will be dead to me. <laughs> like I will be fucking done. You can be walking this earth and I won't give a shit.
0: I was that way before. And actually the the fact that you say like, I'm evolved because I'm gay. There's this like, there's this um, stereotype of lesbians where we stay friends with all of our exes. <laughs> Not true with me. <laughs> no. I have cut off like, oh. whoa, but with, mm, with a couple of exceptions, but we're not, we're just like f- Facebook friends. Is
1: it because they have a restraining order against you? <laughs> uh,
0: that might be why I may have come back to New Mexico. Um, but that—that that is not always the case. And so yep. for me, that's not an evolution because previously i had been like, not only am I done with you, I'm just done. We're just, we just can't yeah, be in the I'm same room done. anymore. We're, we're over. Yeah, like that's we're over. it. I don't mm-hmm. want to breathe the same air. Yep. We don't have to f- have the same friends. And that ended because I did have a very, um, I had a very serious talk about with myself about what it means when you take a vow to say till death do us part, and I had a conversation with a cousin of mine who was going through it with in his relationship, and um, and I was like, bro, those vows for me mean death of the relationship does does us part. It doesn't physically mean that someone's got to die to get on the outs. Just if the love dies. That's not, Mm. it doesn't, that's not like a bad thing necessarily. It just means don't prolong this unnecessary death of love. Let them go and let them love someone else. And you can go and love someone else, whatever that means and looks like to you. Wow. That doesn't mean I'm involved. It probably means that I was trying to get some, a a roundabout way to get around a marriage license (laughs) in case shit falls apart. I mean. No evolution here. (laughs) i'm I'm still the little tadpole that hasn't found feet.
1: No, I'm not convinced.
0: <laughs> okay, so aside from those relationships, there's also breakups that we have in other realms, like friends. Oh, like breaking up with friends, mm-hmm. which sometimes is harder. I think so because you know, mm-hmm. you're invested in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to break up with you, I don't think I could. Oh, you you kind of did. I can maybe a little bit, but only in a work way, <sighs> the work breakup, that's a hard one. Yeah. And what's interesting is that I used to, we had conversations before about being in a work environment and like, well, but, and seeing your work as a relationship, like when you're done mm-hmm. with work and you need to move on and that relationship has gone as far as it has, you need to break up with your work and move on to another lover or another relationship, i.e. another job. Right. And that did happen with us. Mm-hmm. I I didn't break up with you, though. I mean... <laughs> really? Uh, the best way to get over someone. <laughs> <laughs> We're hiring, by the way. <laughs> for new, <laughs> hiring for a new co-host. Thank you. Uh, no,
1: but yeah, you. so we had worked together for... Um, five years Mm -hmm. right around that time and you told me about that you were leaving and it was it was a bizarre moment for me because we had been friends prior to working together Mm -hmm. so i already had this relationship with you that involved trust i feel like i mean my favorite thing to say is you don't know my life you had insight into my life like i didn't have to go into all that with you because you had that Mm -hmm. and then we also got to learn the work together and and that was tumultuous at times like we had to figure some shit out and go through a little bit of uh i don't know some of the trenches of of just figuring it all out and So when you told me you were leaving, it was, I mean, for me, it was out of the freaking blue. Like I did not see this shit coming and maybe I'm an idiot, but I did not see this shit coming. And when you told me, I felt very much split in half. Like I had to be on a friend level. I had to listen to you and, and hear the opportunity that had been given and hear the, why you felt like it was time for you to move on and also acknowledge like dude of course somebody else wants you like of course you're brilliant and you're all of these things that are so good in this world of course you need to go share that in other spaces and and with other folks and then there was this other work part of me that was like you fucking abandoning ass <laughs> bitch right but I couldn't say that in the moment because I was like, I wanted to support you and I wanted to be there for you. And then we, we split ways, right? Like we were out having a drink or whatever and we split ways and I got in my car. I, and I told you this, have not cried that hard in years about anything. And I birthed a human, just so we're clear. Because <laughs> um, it just hit me on like, and really, when I when I go back and think about why I was upset, it was definitely, um, there's this there's this piece that is leaving that I felt so safe and tr- like I could trust it always. I didn't have to worry about making a mistake or being wrong or looking stupid because you were going to be honest with me and you were going to love me no matter what. And so it felt like I was
0: losing that. In this vulnerable space of work, that was the hardest conversation I've ever had Ugh. to have, and I've had a lot of hard conversations in my life, like you know, coming out to parents. Okay. <laughs> wow. sorry, you Leti. Birthed the, you birthed the human. You cannot <laughs> hear parents out yeah. multiple times, <sighs> but there are work breakups that are just especially, and again, I can't reiterate just how much like this is a small town because, right the you know I, i'm pretty sure that the bartender heard and then like <laughs> 50 other people were aware that day sure. um it's just hard to to yeah. to you know keep that under wraps or whatever um and and all the things and get the like it's almost it really is almost like a breakup because then it's like oh, you're you're not there anymore like right what happened oh yeah like, people
1: are like they want the cheesement they want to know if they should be in the celebrity breakup mode of whose side do I take yes. because who do I be mad
0: at obviously take Charlene's side duh duh no <laughs> question
1: no but it is people want to know what happened what went wrong right mm-hmm. and I mean, fortunately, I feel like in this case, it's everything went right, mm-hmm. and and it was it was certainly a celebratory parting, um, and I think there's also this, which for us might be different because we also have the podcast, which I don't think either of us are willing to let go of um, ever, ever, even even though it's ha- no one cares, um, but we're still gonna <laughs> hold on because we care, um, but there's this. Because uh, you hear about a lot of people. I, I have a lot of people, co-workers that I haven't worked with in 10 years. And like, oh, yeah, we were super cool. Why don't you talk anymore? Because mm. I don't see them every day. It was only because proximity kept us friends. Right. It was not a relationship that I'm going to go out of my way to make sure doesn't die. So there's also this fear like, wait, is this a proximal thing where we're only cool because I see you all the time?
0: Yeah. I think that was one of my biggest fears about, about breaking up with the organization was like, and then what's going to happen with us Mm -hmm. if I don't see you all the time and we're not in those trenches and, you know, cheese meando in our own way or or coping with the trenches in our own way. Like, is it going to be the same? Are we going to have the same dynamic? And luckily we haven't strangled each other yet. Although I'm you've come close.
1: Well, I did tell you that I was going to give myself the entire month of April to still be mad at you. So mm-hmm. fortunately, it's not April anymore. That's why we waited for the Weedy Weedy. <laughs> That's why the Weedy Weedy's <laughs> late. Because Cat was scared.
0: The Weedy <laughs> Weedy's late because my period's late. Shit. Oh. I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. I'm just going to put that out there.
1: Well. What other.
0: Let's call the church. I know. No, they're going to be the last ones. Um, Honey said we call Oprah first because why Oprah? does the. Pope... Yeah. You know what? Why does the Pope need to know? Huh. They already they already have the big news on the on the previous one. They don't need the big news on the second one. That's true. Actually, Oprah doesn't even get it. You got it. I was going to say so no, did the podcast.
1: The podcast gets it. The Come podcast on. got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm naming. Oprah can be a guest. She can chime in on her opinion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm naming the child Bocha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if it's a boy? Eh. Bocho. Bocho. It works. It works. It's Good.
0: Fine. What other non traditional breakups like? The one that I also thought of is like when you have a relationship with your hairstylist (gasps) and then you break up. I don't know why that that's an important one, Mm -hmm. even though I don't even like, Mm -hmm. it's not like one that affects me, Mm -hmm. but I know having seen people who really, yeah, you're going to get an insight in my life, care about their hair. Um... When they have to break up with their hairstylist for one reason or another, usually because they have found someone who or is cheat. better. Or cheat. They cheat. Or they cheat. Yeah. Or cheat on your massage therapist, because I did that once. They cheat. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm surprised you didn't throw my shit at
1: And door. in a small town, that's hard, because in a big city, you might never go see that hairdresser again. They'll be like, I think I got hit by a bus. Like, I don't fucking know. But they know mm-hmm. where you're going, because right. it's a small circle. And everybody talks. Everybody
0: like literally if you're gonna go cheat on your hairstylist or your mm. massage therapist you have to do it either out of town or out of state yep so either go to albuquerque or go to el paso
1: i only get my hair cut in albuquerque oh that's so like nobody in no my business they don't need to know how your piojos are they don't <laughs> also i need a haircut really bad just putting that out there
0: uh i have scissors
1: Somewhere. And it's, hard, I mean, and it's hard to make that commitment. I don't, so I'm not a, we're both the same. Like, I might be construed as quite the diva in this relationship. I get my hair cut once or maybe twice a year. Okay. I, I just, that's just, I think something we have in common. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to, like, say this is my person. They live three hours away from me and I'm going to make it work when it needs to work and we're just going to do
0: it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so... Okay. There's a lot of questions that I have around that because I didn't realize that that was how often you did it and that that was something we have in common. Mm -hmm. Mine is more out of like, it's just, it's so, it's, uh, it's like makeup. Really? Do I have to Hmm. obligatory? Like, oh my God, I guess it's getting in my face and the curls are fading and all the things. (laughs) Apparently, if you have longer hair, the curls just don't have the same bounce, and so you kind of got to keep your eyeballs on it. More bounce to the ounce? More. B- <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's that part. Indeed. So the other thing that I came up with in my notes, and I was really curious about this because of familially, mm-hmm. I won't say names because family does listen, Hello. but are you more likely to stay in a shitty relationship or a relationship that's unhealthy, whether or not it's shitty or not you know just mm. unhealthy? If you are immigrant, like recent or otherwise, like you're you know you're not originally from this country, mm. then first gen or later immigrant. And the reason that I ask is because familially there has been the flavor of like, well, I have to, I want that day like you put up with the stuff and the things and you don't go through the breakup because you're invested culturally or churchly, I don't know, religiously. Well, churchly. Or or immigrationally. I'm making up words left, right, and center. Mm -hmm. Is that, or is it just a perception by someone who is with that proximity?
1: So I think there's a lot of layers to that. I think um, there's the... um, religious layer where Mm -hmm. is this the expectation that you've been taught um that you can't break right because it's a sin and whatever Mm -hmm. um i i do remember having that very much happen with my when i was getting divorced um my grandmother was very upset and like you know you'll always be married in the eyes of the lord and i'm like well somebody should have told his girlfriend that because (laughs) it's a whole situation um, there's also people will say like, they feel like that their children, if there are kids involved should have a two parent household because, um, they feel like that should be the example. That's what they want for their children. There's a financial stability that comes with having another partner who might be money earning or caring for the kids while one is money earning. So there's a stability in that, that I think we're getting a little bit away from now but previously that was seen as the standard of family and now it's like are you happy do you Mm -hmm. love your life are you living well and and that's the standard because that's truly what we want for our kids not to be in a shitty relationship they'd rather them be by themselves and be happy um and there's there's definitely a social pressure like why are you single why are you a single mom why do you have uh three kids by two different dads. Like, that whole thing that comes with a stigma about why are you alone, especially if there's a family involved. Um, well, maybe not especially, because I think there are people who choose to be single, and there's also, if you're over a particular age, there is still this whole story that's told around, why you know, the... What, are, what do they call these ladies that never get married? Oh, spinsters. The spinsters, right? Mm-hmm. There's this whole stigma around that, too. So... We just, and the, at the end of the day, we just are meticha and we can't leave people alone.
0: <laughs> very, very true. Really. And you're, you're so right. It is complex. Because we didn't even scratch the surface of the possibilities of your um, status, documented or oh, otherwise. Yeah. Being and, reliant
1: upon the other person, right. totally.
0: And, and I think that was originally where I was thinking of, was like, mm-hmm. there is this cultural need to stay in a relationship because you damn did the thing in the eyes of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, at least in my family, stereotypically raised Catholic, right? Uh, Realizing that there are other religions out there other than that for Latina individuals. That being said, the other layer of if you're not a a naturalized citizen, Mm -hmm. um, and your status might be dependent on staying in a relationship yep. which I think was the case in some pieces of of extended family or otherwise in terms of staying. Um, but also like as the later generations have gone, like divorces is, is not an easier thing to obtain, but it was certainly more or or I should say it was there was certainly less stigma around it. Um, the example that I have is, when my parents were going through the divorce, after we would have a court appearance, we would all go to Lubies. <laughs> I know. Love it, God's waiting and room. While my grandmother was like, not entirely thrilled about the whole divorce process. Jokingly, I remember her saying, okay, who's getting a divorce next because we want to keep going to Lubies. <laughs> <laughs> and I found that very hilarious from the woman who was like not, you know, she separated right. from her husband because she could not fathom getting a divorce right and you know for other family it was a possible it was a very distinct possibility even in joking if what Mm -hmm. what came out of it was going out to Lupe's to celebrate and
1: you're bringing up for me this there's also this queer perspective that maybe is less common now but people who were in same-sex relationships would marry an opposite sex person for insurance
0: for insurance, for beard purposes. For, yeah, absolutely. Social Just capital. Social capital
1: yeah. Totally. For and sure. it still happens. I mean, I think maybe less likely because there are more companies and more institutions that allow for insurance with different variations of family.
0: But the other layer on top of the queerness is um, because and, and I'm not agreeing with this because there are so many different aspects of what queer equity and, and equality is. But for the longest time, the queer community, mostly white-led, was marriage is the pinnacle of all of the things sure. that our identity hangs on, or like our equality. Equality hangs on, right? Um, and so, do you hang on to a relationship because otherwise you're you're like, oh, but I was pro- I'm pro- I'm proven wrong by society because I couldn't keep my shit together, mm-hmm. and so I think that with that is a very real thing for some yeah. queer relationships of like. But we can't fall apart because this only proves the point of the other side that didn't want us to get married in the first place. When the reality is like you just can't get along like irreconcilable Mm -hmm. differences and there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and to think about the ways in general that marriage in the traditional quote unquote sense was... The, in, the inequity between the genders was mm-hmm. so there anyways. And like, that's how you want to measure your equality by something that was never intended to address equality. Mm. Right, that's couldn't a get a bank account without exactly. a hubs, Credit things, card, yeah. bank account,
0: own land, have a cow, all the <laughs> things. Okay, now we get to the fun part. Hold on. <gasps> the breakup songs. Oh. Yes. So. Tell me. Some of the top songs that are like <laughs> in the depths of of sadness. Yes. And the top songs that are in the depths of fuck you-ness. Yes. All right. So I think we can agree on a couple. I think the first mm-hmm. one we can agree on in terms of walking away is Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. Okay, no. All right. I was so wrong.
1: I. Hmm. I'm gonna have to think on that one. It's okay. not the first thing that I, I, you know, I, I'm a big Mac
0: girl. Mm-hmm. I love the Fleetwood Mac, but I, mm, no. Was there is there a Fleetwood Mac song on your? Hmm. Okay. No. So, okay. So I will I will say that maybe um, landslide. Ah. Uh, that's interesting. We're gonna have to have a whole weedy weedy on that song. Okay. Yes, please. Or that album. And i'm I'm not. Oh, the whole
1: album. Okay, let's do it.
0: <laughs> um, because you know. I love mixtapes. I did have you a too. breakup <laughs> song playlist. We all have. I I originally put it together for someone who was going through a breakup um, in Crucis, and then she it was just she just needed to move. That was just how right. she needed to cope with that situation. So I I made a breakup list for her, but mm-hmm. as it turns out, these were all songs that I leaned into mm-hmm. when when I was going through my throws. Uh huh. So not in any particular order of of importance or anything but the the top songs that were like in the thick of my sadness against all odds by Phil Collins wow and okay so um and the lines of it were uh let's see take a look at me now um just an empty space Mm -hmm. and there's just an empty space yeah and you coming back to me is against all odds, and that's mm. what I've got to face. Damn, that's one of them. Um, because of you, Kelly Clarkson. Because okay. of, yeah, 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 that yeah, one was yeah. like all the things, crying, everything. Because, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Vivir sin ti, mana. Mm.
1: Oh, you. Oh, that one is mana. like.
0: Oh, that one is. Yes, please. Um, como la flor, Selena.
1: Yep. Yes.
0: Um, and then my top songs for, you know, maybe not just fuck you, but like, okay, it's time to move on. So obviously, and you alluded to this earlier <laughs> before he cheats, <laughs> Carrie Underwood. Mm, that's the one. Oh, that's the Venganza. That's, that's the like, Venganza. Oh my God. Dude, yes. Um, go Your Own Way, Fleetwood Mac. Okay. And mm-hmm. I think that one is like, I think we can mutually just be apart. You can go your own way. We can just call sure. it another day. Done. And that's more the mutual one Um, and then there's one that's incredibly obscure you'll have to look it up i shouldn't say that that's making a huge assumption that you wouldn't know this charlene but just in case um so it's called my declaration by tom baxter nope and so he is singing very passionately that i'm gonna be stronger i'm gonna be wiser like i'm picking myself up from this and i'm gonna be a better human moving forward for my own sake not for you not because of you I'm doing it for me. I like it. Um, and then, of course, so Yes, Absolutely. That one, though. That one.
1: Um, okay, so I'm going to throw a few in here. Okay, go. Uh, I don't know why, but um, my last terrible breakup, it was Alicia Keys on repeat. Mm. If I Ain't Got You,
0: mm. uh,
1: Try Sleeping With a Broken Heart. Wow. Good Dude, shit. you were in there. Oh. I there was a I'm not gonna lie. Uh there was one of these terrible like text back and forth, all the things, blah, blah, blah. We were supposed to meet up again to like exchange some fucking salt shaker that no one actually gave a shit about <laughs> because we just couldn't let go of shit. And then I'm not gonna go. Blah blah blah. I sat in that parking lot and like screamed to my lungs try sleeping with a broken house like 800 times on repeat Mm. it's a miracle the cops didn't get called (laughs) very sad um and then i think there's uh some good like probably what is there's some no doubt in there some good no doubt songs um there's some good um i'm trying to think of old songs that i would have listened to I mean, there, there was like nothing. Like some Ain't No Sunshine, some Bill oh. Withers, some oh, old school. Oh, you really are pooling. Oh, dude.
0: Yeah. There is nothing that is a muse for music or art like love, either the burgeoning of or the breaking up of. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. What about the uh, somebody that I used to know? Oh. Don't mean to you, Whatever that. Yes. Yeah. I loved that too. Um, And then there's the Venganza songs Which are my favorite
0: Oh okay
1: There's like the Paquita del Barrio She does like the <laughs> Rata de los Patas Like fucking yeah, I'm gonna put you on blast oh, Bitch Oh my god mm, Love that Uh, My absolute favorite Venganza song mm. Like full blast on repeat Pulling up to the club With the cleavage shirt on Ooh. Return of the Mac Every time Return of the man. Mm-hmm. Return of the yes. Oh, dude! Every time, cause I'm like, I don't need you. Fuck you. Mm. Return you of the Mac. G- I have my favorite. You know, one. you should put together a, a playlist. I think we should. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, uh, the Carrie Underwood, the Before He Cheats. Dude. Yes, please.
0: Yeah, a very yes, close please. one up there, but I will say that it it just came in later in life. than if it would have come out, um, in the times of the throes of the breakup. Um, definitely Beyonce Lemonade because oh my god that that album but that one song is like hold up she don't love you like I love you slow mm. down she don't love you like oh yes mm. that was that was all the th- I listened to that on repeat when it came out even though I was in a healthy relationship
1: what about <laughs> you seen those memes that are like Tony Braxton had third grade me breaking up with my future <laughs> husband <laughs> hell yeah Tony Tony Braxton. Yeah. What Damn. about some end of the road boys to men? Oh, mm. yes.
0: Mm. Mm. Uh, you really Houston? 90s on us. Oh, right yeah. There. I, it, t- to me, the golden. breakup's all about the
1: 90s. I'm sure there's it's some country in there, too. There has to be. Oh, country is all sure. about I'm losing
0: my wife, my dog, oh, my oh, shoes. It's, it's, yeah. My soul. It, it's uh there's so much gold in country that's depressing it's
1: the genre right
0: the ultimate genre of losing a relationship oh
1: there's rascal flats what hurts the most
0: Mm
1: <gasps> what hurts the most okay <laughs> um did i mention that i don't
0: listen to country that i often? know okay. I,
1: mama's broken heart miranda lambert Mm oh my, the lyrics to this song are uh some of the greatest lyrics in the history of songs um she says like uh i'm gonna have to tell you um so cut my bangs with rusty kitchen scissors screamed his name till the neighbors called the cops numbed the pain at the expense of my liver don't know what i did next all i know i couldn't stop Dude. Word got that around. one sentence. No, th- these lyrics are fucking genius. Word got around to the barflies and the Baptists. My mama's phone started ringing off the hook. I can hear her now saying she ain't going to have it. Don't matter how you feel, it only matters how you look.
0: Oh, madam. No,
1: please listen to this song. That the song. Is- the lyrics are genius. I identify with them a bajillion percent. Um, I wish I could be just a little less dramatic. Like the Kennedys when Camelot went down in flames. Leave it to me to be holding the matches when the fire trucks show up and there's nobody else to blame. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, this song is, is
0: so good. That is freaking Miranda Lambert. Angela Bassett. Oh, Walking amen. away after she lit the car on fire and she's smoking a cigarette. So
1: that might be my, Mama's Broken Heart might be my num- top number one breakup song okay. of all time. Mama's broken heart and I'm it's writing it down and it's a little bit in the venganza and a little bit in the dramatica of it because it's like the the person is going through this shit like i'm in it i'm gonna drink i'm gonna feel it i'm gonna scream i'm gonna wail and then there's the other side where her mom's like get your shit together because this is not acceptable mm. pull it together
0: wow that's so interesting good. so good it's interesting because it's like but you need to go through those feels sometimes like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that that's something that I would tell my kids. Mm. What I did tell my kids, and it's something that going back to, I wasn't always the best person in the relationship <laughs> like when I'm breaking up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I said, yeah, I, I'm not going to give you advice on how to handle a relationship. What I will say is when you're done, just don't fucking let it draw out. Be done. Just be done. Be done just be
1: done leave the salt shaker alone
0: (laughs) leave it alone but I have a playlist for you just in case got a playlist it's gonna now include Miranda Lambert it's gotta include Miranda (laughs) dang so
1: many breakups uh you know what's not a breakup is uh Kat Charlene and the podcast even though we've been on a little bit of a hiatus
0: it's a it's been a bumpy road but you know uh, every relationship has that it's really true what we would love to have with you as a relationship is what would you add to your playlist? Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, did we forget something? Cause I'm sure we did. Oh yeah. That is absolutely amazing. And please school us on some of the country music that we have clearly forgotten. Mm. And if you're one of our OG listeners who we know you lived it through the, the nineties and you've got the, you've got that nineties like broken heart playlist. Right. Yeah. Sure. Please. Share. We
1: didn't even name volver. Oh damn! That might be the number one. I might have pushed Miranda Lambert down to number two. Oh, good call. How Chente, that? how do we? Yeah, how? Oh, cat.
0: Breaking up is so hard to do. Welcome to the weedy weedy. For we'll say April. We'll say April. Yeah, absolutely. And people can um. Not break up with us and, in fact, create new relationships with us online. Yes. Go on Instagrams. We're there. We're not quite on TikTok, but I do have some ideas in terms of, like, my idea is to do this. Randomly FaceTime you and record the screen and just ask you random questions and then post them on Love it. TikTok. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> if I catch you in the bathroom, I'm very sorry. So you can catch us on the socials and have a relationship with us there. You can also email us. We're at podcast at gmail.com. And... You will hear an episodio coming up in May because, you know, all the things. Because we may record on time. Maybe. And (laughs) we may still be at that intersection of Brown Pride and Assimilation. Definitely there. This has been the Weedy Weedy for the Porcha Podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Bye.